Hello coffee people, welcome to another episode of Coffee at 30. My name is Andy, thanks for tuning in. I also have here today with me again, Z and Singy. Hello, hello. Hey. Uh, today's going to be, I guess, some good news. I finally found a job. Took me a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, the excitement. <laughs> excitement, I'll, I'll make sure I find some special effect there to put something in. <laughs> some cheering, some hand clapping. Um, but yeah, today I just want to share, I guess, part of the journey um, on in terms of how I found my job, uh, the fun part of it, the annoying part of it, um, and I guess have C and Singy kind of help out and bounce some ideas for the, I guess, good 10 listeners that we have so far. So how have you found the um, experience of you know, being redundant and then finding a new job and everything there? Uh, Tell us a little bit about your experience. The redundancy part was obviously came as a shock because obviously you never know when you get made redundant. Um, at first, I think I was more, that's fine because then I get to find a new job and something that I might enjoy more. But at the same time, I, I started getting pissed off. I think as you would when you get made redundant, you, were, you, you accept it and then you start being pissed off of why you got made redundant because the whole process of looking for a job can be quite tedious and you don't know when when that's got to happen. So then I, you start to complain a little bit and then you start finding excuses on why you were the one that got made redundant versus another person. Um, although they always say it's the position but not the person, but in this role, there's actually two of us. So I start thinking, oh, you know, why was it me? Uh, but I, I kind of collected myself pretty quickly, understanding that it made sense that it was me over the other person. The other person has more experience, everything else. Uh, yeah, and then I just quickly pretty much reached out to everyone I know. Uh, pretty much right after I got the news, I started reaching out to uh, all my connections that I had, um, that I was made redundant and, you know, can you, you know, look out for stuff for me? Uh, and because I also got a lot of people from LinkedIn, those recruiters contacting me, mm. so I reached out back to them. Um, those were contacting me like last year or the year before I started reaching out to them and told them my story. Some gave me some good news, some completely ignored me, and I went, cool, you're blacklist from everything ever. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it was like the nine stages of grief. You went to like the nine <laughs> stages of redundancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was... Um, so how long did it take you to find this new job? Uh, I think five, five weeks. Oh, it was five weeks. No, probably four. About, about four weeks. Yeah. About four weeks. Well, not too long at all. Not too long. I was surprised actually. Yeah. I, I got to a point where I was thinking, you know what, if I don't find something by the fifth week, yeah. I'm gonna just go work at anything. Like like yeah, yeah, anything Yeah, yeah, like the Maccas, <laughs> the just anything that would pay me anything. Yeah. Just just so because I started got getting really bored. Yeah. Like I was legitimately bored every day. Because there's only so much you could do when you're not working. And there's singing so singing. much you could do when you're not working. <laughs> yeah. Like what? That's the dream. Like travel. I mean you can't travel. You can't travel now. now. Yeah. yeah you but you can travel Australia. You can do road trips. You can do weeding. You can, <laughs> you can do, do the garden. You can grow fruit <laughs> oh, I need to trees. Do my garden. Can you weed my garden? <laughs> it's too yeah. late. Now. I haven't done it for months. <laughs> yeah, you so can. I should have asked you. 
four weeks ago. I would have asked you to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> 50 bucks an hour. Do your garden. You got time to do stuff that you like. That's not work. Yeah. Well, okay. My excuses are I can't travel because I have my wife that still needs to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can't just leave her alone and, and go travel by myself. And because of the whole situation, we can't go too far. Um, and because I was made redundant, I shouldn't be spending money on traveling because you should save up that money for whatever that might happen. Um, yeah, I guess I did do. No, it was quite repetitive as well. It was going to the. Just waking up, taking my wife to work, go to the gym, and then maybe have lunch with mom or with my wife, and then go home and watch some either anime or play some games or NBA or yeah. something on Netflix, and then pick my wife uh, up from work. And in between that, I might have taken a few naps here and there. That's what it's like to be a house husband, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, wife, my wife told her colleagues and she was saying that, oh, that's good now, you're the breadwinner of the house. And I went, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> I tried. The house husband is, uh, it's, I think it would be okay if I had a kid because then that would occupy more of, more of my time. But when you don't have... Because you don't want to just be watching TV the whole day. You don't want to just be clean. Yeah, you find a hobby like Knitting. cleaning. <laughs> I clean cleaning. at times. Like you could get a steam cleaner and steam clean your carpets. There's only two, there's only two rooms that needs steam cleaning. Get steam sure. uh, steam clean the ground on the in the shower. You know, yeah, yeah. Get all the dirt. Yeah, and like there. lift the. The, the grass. Use a toothbrush to scrub <laughs> the grass, you know? Well, I don't have to do that anymore, so that's... Uh, yeah, it's not <laughs> about a job, I, <laughs> it's about a job. I don't have to do that anymore. Just go spend your time at work now. So, I guess, has it been a, a few years uh, since you had to look for a job? Is that how long? Yeah, yeah, it would, would be... be five, five years? 2000, no... 2016, the end of 2016 was the last time. No, I didn't even look for that job. I got, someone called me for that, yeah. for that role. Yeah. So the last time would have been 2015. So it would have been six years yeah. that I actually went to look for a job. Because yeah. before that, I had people working for other places and they recommended me to those places. So I just kind of had that relationship jumping around. So this was the first time in five years, six years, that I had to actually go and research and, and I totally forgotten what it's actually like yeah so how, yeah well, what did you feel like how, how did you uh, feel you went with you know doing interviews and making applications and sending your CV out how uh, was the whole process for you I was quite blessed is that one of the first thing I did straight away was update my LinkedIn profile and put in everything that I need to put in so my previous, uh, the role that I was at previously, uh, some of the achievements, I try to not put, because what I've seen a lot of people do when you look at sample CVs is that they talk about their responsibility, but not their achievements. So I try to stay away from it because I always feel like when you get to a certain uh, age is that they don't look at, because every, let's say every salesperson's got to do, yeah. yeah, every salesperson does that. What make you different would be the number or the achievement that you have within your work. So I try to make sure I put all that in. I did the same thing for my actual CV on Seek and uploaded all that. 
Mm. Um, and I also put in uh, on my status, is it a status or post in LinkedIn that I'm now open to look for, uh, mm. open to work, but also put like a, a post on it saying that I'm looking for a new challenge now. If you hear anything, please let me know. Mm. So I did get a lot of recruiters, um, either from a recruitment company or a, uh, or a HR person from that certain company has reached out to me. Mm. So I've been quite lucky in, in that sense. I didn't need to go too far. Searching, yeah. um, but then, you know, because the, Seek, I feel like Seek and LinkedIn, they try to throw you the same thing. Mm. And, and it depends on, I'm not sure how it really works, but I feel like sometimes a company might pay LinkedIn to put their ad up higher. So I'm constantly seeing certain ads or certain companies when I really kind of have no interest in them. And they're always on like the first page. And because I'm lazy, I don't go through too far. Like I go to three, three page, four page, and you kind of go, cool, these are all the supposedly new ones. Mm-hmm. But I keep seeing the same one. And sometimes they would delete the one that they put up three days ago and put it back up. So it's always in my new feed. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, I've been quite lucky in terms of I had a lot of people reaching out to me and you know, then I have to start preparing for interview and everything else. Hmm. How did you find the interview process? You start becoming like a like a recorder. Yeah. Tech recorder. You say the same thing over and over (laughs) and over. Because then it's constant, right? Like I had I think on average I had let's say a call every second day. At least from the initial first person HR perspective uh, or recruiter. So I'm keep repeating myself. Hi, my name is Andy, this is what I do, I'm this kind of person, this is what I'm looking for. Here's my salary expectation. Here's the kind of company I work for. So you're repeating yourself. Um, it's more or less, well, luckily those people quite like whatever I told them. Mm-hmm. So I think nine out of 10 of them, I would have went through to the next stage meeting with the actual um, hiring manager. Um, that, that part was where I went, oh crap. Every time I think I, was, I should prepare a little bit more, should prepare a little bit more. Um, yeah, stuff, stuff like that was um, was fun because I always try to prepare a presentation, so I have control of the interview versus them asking me questions. I present to them what I think they might ask me, like who I am, here's my achievements, here's what I've done, here's some examples if you want to go through examples. So yeah, try to take more control would be my um, what I try to do for interviews. Did you find that was useful? Did it's useful because, again, because I have control of the tempo of the interview mm. and then I let them ask me questions, but at the same time, I always had something to refer to because I'm always looking at the screen. Because, oh, to backtrack, due to the current situation, uh, I only had one face-to-face interview in the office. All of them have been remote. So or I've always had, so all my interviews so far has always been behind the screen. So I always had two screens with me. Um, So even if they didn't want me to present, I always had something on my other screen so I can always kind of look and refer to. It's Mm. a bit, bit very, very different from what I would have done back in the day. Do you think they could tell that you were looking at it on the screen? Maybe. Sometimes I'm quite obvious. Imagine if you're looking physically, you'll be able to see you not looking at the camera. Mm. Another screen. Imagine they would be able to. Yeah, but then sometime if I'm if I don't have a second screen, 
I will not minimize, I'll make the screen smaller. So I have my, <clears throat> my note screen in front of me. So it looks like you're looking at them. I'm look like, I feel like I'm looking at them, but I'm technically not. I'm still looking. So you're through. like cheating. <laughs> yes, yes. Not yeah. cheating. I'm Referring to the referring to <laughs> notes cheat sheet. <laughs> Do you feel like having a cheat sheet or you know being able to refer to notes in an interview makes you sound more robotic, or do you think that it didn't really affect you as um, to you know what you said or how you came question. across? Yeah. The only reason I say that is because I had to interview someone to fill a role, and. It was very obvious to me someone who was reading off mm. answers, yeah. and we instantly <coughs> said, "No." Nah, or were you doing out. it remotely as well? Yeah, yeah. At that time, it was COVID. Yeah. So I couldn't have any people come into the office, uh, but of course, you, we we called first, and then you know you have a face to face yeah. interview, and then they do some tests. Um, but yeah, it's no, it's just interesting. Like, yeah, 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 and you. I mean, maybe some some of them I couldn't tell, but some of them, like, you can tell it's, like, very robotic and their eyes kind of just, like, flicker for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and they're I mean, like, it's quite obvious if you're looking at the camera. Yeah, yeah. Or you're looking at yourself, you're looking at something else. Yeah, yeah. Mm, now, because my notes, my notes are never scripted. Like, yeah. if I had, like, when I was preparing, I would have, like, a question, uh, what is it, can you give me an example of blah? And I wouldn't have a, this is what I've done, blah, 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 like kind of go through a whole paragraph. It would be just key points. Dot yeah. Points. So just dot points. And because I've noticed throughout my whole life, actually, if I try to memorize something, it gets worse. Yeah. It gets worse. Like every time I practice it, it gets worse and worse and worse. So the best thing for me has always been just dot point. The reason why I refer to a dot point is so I know my sequence Yeah. of what to hit mm. so then what happens if you're in a face-to-face interview and you don't have any notes in front of you well be- luckily <laughs> luckily, <laughs> uh, luckily i have a top five example actually more like top three example that serves for pretty much everything yeah, every yeah. scenario every scenario yeah. if it's how do you deal with bad customer i always have this one yeah, yeah. and if and then they go okay cool how did you make this customer turn around this is the same customer. This is the same example. Or how did you successfully sell a customer utopia? This is the same example because this person had run through. And I think that helped me is that I always find the example not for one question. It's, it can give me everything. Yeah. So, yeah. So luckily, because I have those experience, whenever they're asking these questions, I just think about this customer. Yeah, I'm the same as well. I remember when I was doing interviews, you essentially have three main scenarios where... It can cover any theme of questions, customer service, hardworking, diligence, you know, uh, customer, whatever it might be, right? And then whatever question they ask, you'll be like, you just attack it in a different manner, but you essentially tell the same story, which builds on your strengths, etc., yeah, yeah. etc. Cetera, et cetera. And you just really need more, don't need more than three. Um, I think that's very, um, yeah, easy way of preparing for interviews. Well, sometimes, sometimes I feel like it's not, because they don't know the customer, right? It's, mm. it's about the the way you deal with the scenario or yeah. the conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I think sometimes people think too deeply on, nah, I need to make sure I tell them everything about this customer and blah, blah, blah. Whereas I kept it towards, this is the process more th- and then just use a customer on replacement of it. 
Because sometimes the conflict could be with a colleague, but then you just change it from no, it's not with colleagues with the customer. Because the way you deal with the thing would be very similar anyway. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's how I would deal with it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and tips for people doing Zoom interviews or, or Teams interview, please use the logo of the company you're interviewing for as your background. I got, I, I got, I got a lot of brownie. <laughs> I got so many brownie points from, <laughs> from, from all my, it was, it was so good. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure if I would take that advice. Why not? But, but I definitely say read up about the company, like before you do the interview, because we've had people who interviewed with us and didn't know what products we sold. Yeah. Or they would say like, uh, I, my favorite is, a competitor's <laughs> um, and that's yeah. like okay like if you, you want to say that if you want to say it first up then you know like please get out all right yeah <laughs> log off log off red button red button yeah. i mean i think it's fine to say their favorite is you know x y and z but to also you know say like you know i know your products are x y and z but the reason why i like competitor is x y and z mm. you know um Instead of just saying like, oh, it's this because I didn't do any research on the company. <laughs> I've done that before. Not not now, but back in the day. Back, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you've learnt your lesson. You've learnt lesson. Like there was a few back in the day with the grad job applications. Like because you have to learn about the company, right? Yeah. Like you have to write some Lob. BS. Why do you want to work for this company? Because I need a grad job. <laughs> That's the only reason why, and they all want you to say the same thing. And then, uh, I think one of the reasons why I didn't get a grad job is because it was so tedious. I got to a point where I'm just kind of co cookie cuttering the um yeah. the answers and just change the value. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. like, because you'll be like, the reason why I work for this company because you're a global company that does X, Y, Z, blah blah blah. All of them are global company, right? Uh, and then you just change the value. Oh, I believe your value of this thing really resonates with me because of blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and if it's not a company, you go, oh, you know, because of this value. You, uh, yeah, I understand why I didn't get the job, but it was sometimes very, very tedious. Mm. Yeah. And, you, and you think, why are you asking? I guess they get so many applicants, they're just going to weed out who, 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 tried. Or who tried. Who tried. Who is a good applicant. So it's one of the, you know, Expected process, I suppose. Do you do that when you look for your current job? Uh, no. Uh, actually, yes, yes. We had to do a CV and a cover letter. Um, but yeah, it, I, I did feel that actually to be a super sucker, I actually did feel the values really matched what I wanted <laughs> as a person. So I actually really felt um, that the company actually really resonated, the values actually resonated with myself. So, um, which was actually quite good. In, in the fit. But yeah, I do understand that when you're grads, you're just applying for any job that will take It's like, time. we just need a job. have like a hundred applicants for one job or something. Yeah. Um, no. But yeah. It's silly. Silly. So you wouldn't, so singing, you wouldn't like someone with a background of their stuff? I got a lot of so brownie points. You just suck out. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely based on opinion and I wouldn't, you can't make a decision just based on of that. Of course not. But, but, yeah, but, but, but wouldn't, wouldn't you see someone be like, oh, that, that, that guy's trying. 
oh, this guy is out. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember that side. I just remember, and even the assessment center, like the people walking around, they all looked at once. And then I was like, oh, damn it. I, I really did. That was really stupid. <laughs> but the funny part was, I actually made it to the second round of the assessment center. And then I think, one, when I look back, I think actually, maybe actually it was a good thing because they at least remember who I was, which is the whole point of the assessment center. Because like, you, you, you were bold. You were bold. You thought you thought about it. <laughs> Technically speaking, you can drink seawater if you boil it properly. So you, yeah. you do have a point. If you yeah. can give up water as an alternative, maybe? Yeah. yeah. It was a good discussion point. And I think I remember doing all the stuck updates. Alright, I'll keep time. I'll let everyone know when it's like one minute left, etc. etc. And you know, ask the question to the guy who's quiet, etc. etc. But um, yeah, I remember making that big mistake thinking, oh, I'm definitely out. But surprisingly, I was hopefully remembered <laughs> for that. I feel like sometimes those assessment centers are a bit. I'm, like, I don't feel like they're accurate in hiring, unless they want specific characteristics. Yeah. Because I've been to an assessment center before for. Um, I forgot which company. It was, it was for a company. And it was very stupid because we found out that. There was only one role because it was a it was a graduate role, and it was for, uh, and someone dropped out of the graduate role, so it was a replacement. But no one knew about it. No one knew. No one knew that there was just one position to be filled, and they invited not people from just Melbourne, but people from WA, oh. SA, you know, entire country to come to this one position thing, and there was hundreds of us, and then when I got there. And, and we were split up in group like, like you would, and it was a discussion. It was those, and you can really tell, okay, this person's getting in, because there's a lot of people that are very forward, yeah. very strong, very demanding, very out there. Uh, as, as when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I can't compete with these. But when you're a li- little bit older, you, and I start looking back at it, and, and then, you know, the whole conversation you just mentioned just then has reminded me is that it's not an accurate way to look for people. Because unless you want a specific, I want the loudest person mm. that could make the boldest stuff. Otherwise, it, it's not accurate. Like if you want an accountant, for example, they tend to be more quiet. They tend to not want to speak out. Hey, hey, more... hey, those stereotypes. <laughs> they, tend, they tend to be introverted. They tend to be more analytic. They tend to be more, give me my job and I'll do it instead of having all these meeting type stuff. Oh, Am I hitting the point? Am I hitting the point? <laughs> Yeah, I think it depends on the dynamics because mm. like, as a manager, you might think, all right, my team currently consists of these extroverts and just introverts who might slot in well in terms of your personality. Yeah. So maybe they may be looking for that. Maybe. But as a grad, yeah, it's easy to look at the most extroverted, most outgoing person saying, oh, actually that person's going to be But they might not actually need a, you know, and they might not, And they might not be that good because they're just talkers, they right? They might be like a great bragger, but not a great anchor yeah. or a great doer of work. Because I, so. I met a lot of people there as well, because I was, I'm not the loudest person, but I'm also not the quietest, right, as you guys both know. But I saw people that were in the corner. Uh, I think like in, in our group, I saw there was two, three people that had their mouth sealed. Yeah. And that's when, that's when I try to be the boss person and be like, hey, hey, hey guys, what do you think? So I started pointing at that person and you know, just try to just control it because there was just three people out of, I think it was eight of us, just three people constantly going at each other. And I yeah. just kind of thought, you know what? I, I'm glad you guys are doing this, but this environment, you're let, yes, you're shining, but at the same time, another way to shine is to let other people shine and 
you try to bring the best out of it. Yeah, I think so it's I, the bigger team player. So if they want a team player, oh, they remember, oh, and yeah. us. But then well. I, I spoke to the three people that were quiet because obviously we didn't make it to the next round. It was pretty instant, right? It was, yeah. uh, okay, cool. Can we get these people to stay and then these people not? We went out, we were walking back to the train station and I started talking to them like, yeah, 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 I felt like I just wasted my time because for one, it was just one position and two, I didn't get a chance to talk. And, I, and then that time, I didn't think too much, but then when I got a little bit older, I thought, uh, you know, that's a horrible way to, to look for, especially you get all these people in from all over the country, but most of them had their own reasons to come in as well. Some of them were visiting friends, some of them were visiting like boyfriends and stuff. Some people were visiting families, but yeah, just, just my thought at that point was thinking, or now is like, oh, that's, that's not the best way to hire someone unless you want someone that's the loudest. Because you might miss out on people that are not the loudest but can do the job. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's my opinion. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, but I think yeah, companies do that because they, they, it's easy to see your personality shine through. And sometimes people panic and stuff and they you know, shut their mouth. But I think it is... Uh, you know, opportunity just to see them. I know if you're a big company and you have you have you can flex. Like, uh, <laughs> you're gonna flex, right? You're gonna have hundred applicants for one job. Like it's just the way it is. Yeah, I think we had. That. I think oh, how many people were there? I think we were in the two three hundred mark for that one day, just going for there one job for that one job, and no one knew because I spoke to all of them and they didn't know it was for that one because it was because because we got the call from HR saying oh. Uh, You've applied for this grad role before, uh, you know, the role's open now, or like we're doing another round. I forgot how they worded, but they didn't word it in the sense that there was only this one position. And it was funny because there was, the dynamic there was quite big. There was IT as myself, and the IT graduate. There were accounting graduates, there were business graduates, and there were all these other different graduates. And you kind of think, so what did, what are we applying for specifically? Which, what grad role am I applying for anymore? I went because it was for a big company, you know, your whatever, so. Yeah. Hmm. So, Singi, how long have you been working with the same company again? I've been working there for almost four years. Yeah, so you sort of left that, uh, another company four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember yeah. much about the job application process at that time? Uh, so my first job, I'd say it's probably a little bit like Andy described. So like, you know, having an assessment center and talking to people and just, I think I probably have a little bit of a different view. It's like I was probably one of those quiet people, but I think mm. if you wanted the job, you should make an effort, right? Like it's not, that's why you're there. Like you it shouldn't be someone else's job to point to you and ask you a question. Uh, it should be, like, if you want it, then you've you got to get it. But if you don't, like, if you don't really want it, then that's, I think, each to their own. And it doesn't mean that, like, you know, I'm saying all introverts aren't going to go for the job. It's just that if it really means something to you and you really want a job, you make an effort at those kinds of assessment centres anyway. Um, and I think... The other portion, I think, is because at that stage, especially when you're a graduate, you're nervous. You've mm. never been to an interview before. You don't know what it's like. Yeah, everyone's wearing suits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you, you think you're talking <laughs> yeah. to people who are really experienced or, like, you know, the boss or the head of, you know, the department. 
and and yeah you are but at the end of the day they're just normal people they just yeah. want to have a chat uh so yeah i guess that's probably how i would take it now is like it's more like you don't really have to be the most loudest or the most extroverted you, they just want to see what you're like they mm. want to see you know do you make any weird remarks or like you know <laughs> you know like are you you know somewhat normal like that's what we and the assessment center that we had was there was an assessment center but the part where we were to mingle it was spoken about that we don't talk about work like you don't ask what's it like at work you, mm. you just like you are you get to know the person it's not about um you know oh, i'm gonna get like can i get a job or what do you think of me or like how can i help you it's this more, is with the people working there yeah, yeah. okay yeah it's yeah. more about like you asking questions about the company or like you finding more about their personal life and hobbies do you share the same interests like mm. that like can you have a conversation yeah. with someone um whereas of course the people who didn't have any conversations they wouldn't want to hire right um but it's also dependent on the role like the role that i was going for we were client facing so we need to sp- we need to be able to speak to people mm. um so yeah, the, the first, I think that it was scary. And the second time I actually got the job for a recruiter. Um, not that I was like, I was casually looking at the time, but I had never responded to any recruiter messages. Uh, and I just one day thought like, let's see what they've got to say. Um, and then, yeah, he called me and, and pretty much that was that. I did some interviews at the company I did a case study without knowing that I was doing a case study on that day, and that was scary. How does that work? As in, they said, hi, how are you? Here's the case study. Can you go through yeah, it? Yeah, so, oh, okay. so like I had two interviews, and then they asked me to come back for a third interview. They didn't tell me it was a case study. I just walked in, and then they sat me down and said, oh, like, you know, we're really interested in you, but, um, you know, we'd love for you to do a case study. Here it is, you got 20 minutes to think about it, answer the questions, and then we'll come back in 20 minutes and you present. And I was like, no <laughs> warning, <laughs> no practice, no nothing. And presentation. Yeah. What did you need to present specifically? It was thinking. very specific to the role. So it's all like accounting based. It's basically understanding where your knowledge is at. So for, for me, it's, it was about the, the P&L and the types of expenses of the, of the P&L. Um, there was a, a question about risk, like, you know, they wanted to do project A or project B, which is more risky. And even if it's more risky, would you recommend it? Uh, it's very specific to the role. Um, yeah, so I, that, that scared me a bit, but I find that companies that do that probably get more value because mm-hmm. yeah someone can say they're really good at something in an interview but you don't know until they actually do the work or you don't know their their logic until you see how they work so yeah i found it quite interesting it was scary but <laughs> I, I would usually i think now they give warning so like you know we're going to give you a case study tomorrow um, i'm not going to tell you what it's about but i had that yeah. i was told actually they they changed it originally they told me that they'll give me a case study yeah and then when they called me back on when that's going to happen they said can you give us some case studies to discuss about and i went 
Okay. Because it was a bit of a twist. Yeah, it was. <laughs> they they said they said I was a bit of a unicorn because I was the only person, which kind of surprised me. I I was the only person applying for the role that had a ERP background, like a software mm-hmm. background. Yeah. So they wanted to hear what I'll do versus them giving me an example. I think there was pros and cons. As as you were saying, it's good for me because then I get to showcase everything. Yeah. Have my presentation. Go through, you know who I am, and his present like literally like a presentation on what I would have done to a customer. But at the same time, they might miss out on my logic, because the way I thought for this customer might be different from what they might want me to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, for for but for also, my employees, please don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like I think that that recruiters or like when they you need to fill a position. Sometimes the reason why we don't promote someone within the organization is because we want someone from outside to bring new insight. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like you know, if you've been in a company three, four years, you're used to doing something the same way. But it's hard to think outside of that box and be like, well, actually, I can do it like this.、Mm. Uh, whereas someone new, they come in with fresh eyes, with fresh perspective, and they're like, well, actually, like. You know, it's fine that you're doing it like this, but have you thought about doing it like this? Because、mm. I used to do it, you know, elsewhere.、Um, so yeah, it's it just depends, I guess. Did you get any pushback when you started giving them or giving your colleagues that no, let's do things differently? Were there, were there many pushbacks? Ah,、uh, it, it's also very hard. It, it's hard to approach, right? It de- depends what task you're. Trying to change, like if it's within your area, I think it's fine. If you're telling someone else how to do their job, <laughs> and you're not their manager, or like they didn't ask you, or you're trying to tell them how how to do it, then I think it it can be yeah、um, denied. Yeah, it can be difficult sometimes. Like they may not receive it well, so it just depends. Like.、Um, I think, in, like, for that, for my particular, like, if you're only fixing your particular role, people are fine with it because it's what you touch. But if you're telling、yeah. other people in their roles that, oh, you shouldn't do that, you should do this, in a not so nice way, like not a helpful way, then I think people can take it the wrong way. Yeah. So can I ask you a question? Let's say we flip the the role now. So instead of us talking about. As being inter, being interviewed. So from an interviewer perspective, you know how like you guys always like to ask. I only interviewed for one role. <laughs> and like I think I was more nervous than the candidate. Oh really? Yeah, because I've never like I've never really interviewed. And if you're an interviewer, I think sometimes you have a harder job because you have to listen to what they say, right? No, not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, no, but sometimes, like when someone talks to me, like I, I like listening halfway and then I zoom out. Like I'm like, and I, 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 I'm like, I get the gist of what they're saying, so I just like, oh yeah, okay. But then when you're in, in an interview, it's like, ah,、oh, like okay, like they said this, so like I can ask them this question, or like they said this, so I can ask them this question. So yeah, I found it a little nerve wracking. Now it's fine, I think, if I had to do it again, but. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit scary. <laughs> okay, well, back to my question. Yeah. You know how most interviews at the end of it, the interview would be like, "Do you have any questions for us?" Yeah. Yeah. What do you expect? 
Then I always grill them. I always give them the hardest. Of course you would. Because they will grill you for like the last okay, yeah. minutes. Then, then this is like what right. would you ask? Like I mean, like what what stuff? Because because when you okay, the reason why I bring this up is that a lot of these recruiters or yeah. talent people that try to help you find a job or even you go Google, you know, what should I ask yeah. the company? They have some of the most not generic, but it's all about the company stuff. Whereas mm. when I had my interviews, I try to ask them very random stuff. It's no longer, you know, what's your culture like at you know, this company? Yeah, you yeah. know, what benefits? Oh, I've heard about this. Like a lot of the times when I was younger, those are the type of questions I, I ask. Yeah. You know, well, what, you know, what's it like, you know, moving up in the company? You know, all these very generic stuff. Yeah. But I guess from, from you, Z, you know, what kind of stuff would you ask them and grill them into? giving you a better understanding of the company. I remember one of the interviews I had a couple of years ago. This was when I was in the same company for six years and then two years into the role then we had to move up. Um, and then we were interviewing with one of the two managers and then, you know, they did the whole spiel and I'm pretty sure I nailed the interview. And then they asked me, you know, what questions do you have, right? And they've been grilling me for the last 45 minutes. So I was gonna go back to them because back in the industry that I'm in, it was going through a significant change because of you know, um, just people being unethical and um, not doing the right thing. So then I just like lay it back with them, you know, what do you think of the future of the industry? Like, you know, this is everything that's happening. And it's a real, real question, right? Because if you're a major suck up, you'd be like, oh, you know, how are you guys going? You know, how do you guys see, you know, can I be a manager to you? Like, at the end of the day, you've got to prove yourself. But then I guess they're expecting some real questions as well. If you ask all these generic stuff, you're like, yeah, you don't ask that for every interview. But if you ask some real questions, then I think it also shows that, hey, you're being, I guess, really real that, you know, you want to be in the role, but there are always concerns. And there's a legitimate question. And then I remember those managers, there was one manager who just gave a major suck up. Oh yeah, we're the best company around. Blah, 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 blah. And she just bullshitted away. And then the other manager was a lot more serious. And then at that moment in time, I guess, it's not what you say, right, but how you say it as well. Um, it was very clear to me that that manager was a really shit manager and the other manager was actually a really good manager. So it also, I guess, gives you an opportunity to see what you're going to be with. Because if you have to choose which team you join, then the suck-up manager is, you know you're not going to get any, um, yeah. but the other manager you have full respect for. Like so which also is a very clear. Yeah, they yeah. they really state, you know, they don't know this is the best company in the world and everything is burning. Um, so I, for me, I was like, yeah, it, not only that the interview, they can see me, but I also can see what they are like as well, um, because it makes a huge difference. Um, and then, lo and behold, I did get the role, unfortunately, with the shitty manager. Um, <laughs> but it was very clear that if I had, if I had the choice of choosing managers and which team, um, <laughs> where you would try to sway or get your wisdom from, um, but that manager was very clearly out, out of the role <laughs> in a couple of years. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember that very, very clearly. But I think yeah, if they ask you questions, you shouldn't waste your time. If you're really real about who you want to work for and what you, know, what you want to do, I think it's a good time to ask real questions. What about you singing? Yeah, I agree. I, although I'm probably the kind of person that can't think on the spot really quick, so I would ask generic questions because that's all I've prepared, unless I have like something that I'm like burning to ask that comes up in the interview like I sometimes I don't ask any questions like I just it just depends how the interview goes because mm. I always bring pen and paper with me when I go for 
interviews because I tend to forget what people ask me because I tell long stories, right? As you guys both know, I sometimes keep talking. I forget what was the question again. I've done it before when I was interviewed uh, back I back in the day. I zone out like, I like <laughs> like I hear the question and then like I'm like, okay, she wants me to say that, and I like start with my my yeah. You start thinking it, and then I'm like, what did she ask me? Like, where am I trying to where go with it? Yeah, like, yeah. 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 Which, which, yeah. Is, which is which is why I always bring pen and paper for every interview I go to, and yeah. and even. During the virtual ones, I, I would tell them I'm just writing stuff down. Yeah. Just so they know I'm not just like looking at paper, like I'm I'm literally yeah. writing stuff down. Because I do I do tend to drift off and I start to go all over the place. Yeah, but, that's a good idea. I never really brought pen and paper unless they provided it to me. Oh no, I always bring like a, a book, like a notebook and just to write down. So make yeah, it yeah, look yeah. smart. Yeah, just make it look smart. Yeah, I remember when I was playing with interview, I always had this black folder. Yeah, yeah. It's like empty with a pen. Because like there's nothing inside. It's like a CD. But then it just makes you look a little more professional. It's black folder. Yeah, like you're really... Because of, well, well, because of my role uh, that I apply for, it, it does require me, at least back in the day, would be I go meet my customer and I bring out my pen and paper and let's talk about your issues and whatever case it is. So I'm used to that. So all my interviews, I always bring the bring the same book. Sometimes it's the old company as well. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, <laughs> it's just a good discussion. You start writing down. Yeah, that's when you can start yeah. asking them the question. Because sometimes they might be talking in between stuff, and you forget, but you want to ask them that question. And that's how I find most of my ask them question moments is, hey, you spoke about this, how or why? You know, how how does this work in the company? Mm. You know, you like talking about so i think a lot of people when they ask the generic questions they should really think about the question that would affect your job more so than just the company culture because the company culture is going to change and and it's not so much the company culture that you're working in it's the team culture so you know z is right it's more about asking or finding out how the manager's got to deal with you and then how the team's got to work and then how a you got to do your job. I think that's the best way to ask them questions is mm-hmm. if my job requires me to do this, how can you make me successful versus what's the company like? Can mm-hmm. I be a manager? Because uh, all honestly speaking, most of the time you want to get promoted, you go look for a new job. Most of the time. A lot of the superficial things you have to practice as well as like the handshake. Like the first impression is how you look, you know, make sure your tie is fully um, straight. Yeah, I remember the handshake was the one that I worried about because you know you don't shake hands very often when you when you're like a grad. A grad, you you yourself. you have like a clap and you go, hey man, what's up? Be able to tap tap on the back and. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. it's kind of like very like COVID. It's like no one's shaking hands anymore. Yeah, I mean like now oh, it's starting yeah. to get back to normal, but I think people are more cautious about it. Mm. So I didn't know what to do when I met with my manager. I was like now for that interview because yeah. before I'm, I'm always quite forward I always have my hand out hey how are you my name and then yeah but then but then when I went to the office to to meet with her I had my hands not in my pocket but on, on my side it's only when she reached out that's when I reached out because yeah. you don't you don't know what they are like yeah you don't yeah, know how because some people could be very sensitive with yeah. with the whole yeah, situation yeah, they'll go yeah it's okay, next time if anyone goes for interview, just have hand sanitizer with you. Yeah, yeah, Check the hand right. and squeeze it and go, 
Maybe when they shake, they put their hand, you put your hand on their hand and shake. <laughs> <laughs> and then you rub it off. No, no, you shake it and rub it together. That's how you build relationship. <laughs> how you build rapport. <laughs> <That's gross. laughs> um, anyways, we'll um, we'll wrap it up for now. Uh, do you have any advice for any people that are looking for a job or um, advices for people that might go for interviews in the future? Uh, be yourself. Don't read off notes. <laughs> And use LinkedIn. Yes, LinkedIn's very, very powerful. Make sure you update that and reach out to as many people as you could. Mm. What about you, Z? Um, I would say prepare. Um, don't take it too hard because you've got lots of people and I guess it's just a stepping stone. Um, put on a Zoom background if you're feeling confident. <laughs> Try to be remembered for the right reasons. Even if it's for the wrong reasons, that's okay. Have fun and yeah, just be yourself. That's the music. My, my little advice would be uh, all the interviews I had so far the last six or six weeks, five weeks, um, most of them has always been just a conversation. So yeah, be yourself, be confident, uh, prepare for the right part, find yourself a few examples that would help you answer or hit most of the um, I guess the behavior ones and this is actually a good time for you to understand about yourself a little bit more you know learn a little bit more on what you are actually good at what you're not good at uh, and don't be afraid to tell your hiring manager that this is part of the stuff that I want to build from and take it from there mm. so that's it for today and we'll see you guys next time see you guys next time bye, bye.